I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And a happy new year. <laughs> That's all I got. You made it. 2021. Does everything feel different? No. Why? Because it doesn't really mean anything. But here we go. That dial on the counter turned up by one. And we press forward to oblivion. And everyone's tempting fate by saying, oh, 2020 is over. Now things will be better. Yeah. And then the moon falls on the earth. (laughs) And we all die. As the cards dictate. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to be a different person. I give it till March. Before you're all set back in your ways. And even that's being generous. With that said, it is January forever will be (laughs) January first, twenty twenty one, and this is the Gamers Two Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. Like, do you have any New Year's resolutions? After your tirade you just did. I like you I like you bringing the fire. You bring the extra topic. <laughs> you do things. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> uh, New Year's resolutions. I, no. I mean, I have some things I want to do, but like... I don't know. Do I really count them as resolutions? That's how I feel as well. Like, there's things I haven't even thought about the resolutions until two seconds ago when right. I was like, when you had said something in that I now forget because it literally happened 20 seconds ago. Yeah, which is how we do a podcast. We have amnesia immediately. Exactly. And I was like, oh, New Year's resolutions. Those are a thing. Yeah, um, those are a thing. Uh, I mean, if we're if we're going down the true rabbit hole, right? I think I would like to... Uh, to put myself on a better workout plan. I've kind of got one. I got one I've, I've eyed. And I think I'm going to start it Monday. Specifically built for a three day of the week workout plan. That I can do on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think that's achievable for me. That's not overdoing it. That's not trying to do a five day. That's just. Let's just lock in in three days. Do some things. Just. You know. Once again. Not that I need to. Or anything. But I feel like it would just be better. Especially in the winter time, I'm I lost my exercise of playing volleyball because of COVID, so I have no indoor I'm playing or anything. So just some physical activity while I'm around. 
other than that, I can make joke podcast ones like <laughs> that we would use video at some point or anything else. But well, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, I suspect our um, I have similar goals as far as be better with physical maintenance. I oh, think yeah. I got off easy with the whole quarantine situation because you know, uh, you know, you see the social media posts or whatnot, Reddit, whatever you want to call your poison. Yeah. Um, of like the, you know, the step comparison from year to year, whatever the case may be. And I think I got lucky in the case that I didn't have too much time where I lost activity level. So I got off easy as far as like that type of stuff goes. I, mean, I, I lost on the other end of the spectrum. I lost six months of activity levels. Mm-hmm. So it's like definitely been an adjustment for a lot of people. And I, it's one of, that's on my list of things as yeah. well. And I mean, that just goes, I, th- I think I, part of mine, and I don't know if I just feel weird saying this. Uh, hi, Max. Yes. Appreciate you. Uh, it, it goes into the, yeah, what you say, better physical care. I think just better personal care mm-hmm. that just, you know, let's not, let's not skimp out on certain things anymore. Oh, type hell of yeah. Thing. Uh, <clears throat> I just bought uh face lotion for see, myself. Yeah. So you've done that. I just ordered a new toothbrush. Fancy toothbrush. Quip. Quip. Ah, yeah. We're Quip. not we're not sponsored, but Quip. Yep. Uh, Max, do you want into that chair or something? He might need a hand. He's, I don't know. He's a little, he can be a little dainty. Um, Yeah, Quip. Mm-hmm. I, because they do the little refill service for it, that'll actually keep me on getting new, because uh, it's going to be an electric one, obviously, so that'll give me getting new heads and everything like that. I'm like mm-hmm. okay, that'll keep me on a on a schedule because I might not recently, but I know in the past I have just gone with a toothbrush till it's dead, and that is yeah. not healthy. It's one of those things that you just kind of slips your mind, usually. right? So that's there. Um, I've debated ordering uh, a new trimmer mm-hmm. for you know beard because mine's mine's doing a lot of rattling right now when I turn it on. Yeah. And it's just like, at any point, that head's coming off. I'll tell you from my very, very recent experience. It's kind of bizarre how we hit the same issues at roughly the same time. It's almost like we're the same person. This podcast is done by myself with two personalities. It's a possibility. It's the KFC movie all over again. Take care of it before it gets to the point of where you're trimming your beard and all of a sudden it's... It's not sna- cutting anymore, and it's ripping hairs out. Yeah, and you're just snagging yourself. Exactly. Because, uh, ouch. And I've looked at a few that I might get. There's one that does also come with a another plan where it's like they would just send you a new head after three months. I don't think I'm going to do the plan part of it. I think I'm going to still get the razor, but I'm not going to do the plan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself a little bit longer, but we'll see. Because um, I'm, I'm, I don't trim it that often. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I just needed to... You know, be nice and trim yeah. and whatever. So there's that. I might order myself some some new pillows. Pillows are definitely a game changer. I have kitchen towels on the way, mm-hmm. so I can I you know replace some of the raggedy kitchen towels so with some weird. new kitchen towels. It's so weird. We're, I'm I'm looking at bath towels. Same. I could I could very quickly be looking at bath towels. I've uh, heard that the waffle style towels are the best. Ooh, interesting. I do not have a waffle style towel. I would gladly order one to find out. They're expensive. <laughs> I would gladly touch yours after you got it to find out if I should order one. Yeah. Um 
but yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of things like that where it's just I'm like, gonna in, I'm gonna invest in me, Matt. Do you, you see know the cheese shit eating slogan? Invest in you. Yeah, I'm gonna invest in me. Quality of life upgrades. Yeah, just things that I feel like as an adult I should be functioning and have. It's rough. It's a rough world out there. Right? <laughs> this room needs to get finished. I need I need to finish officially the second floor in terms of it being done. The only thing that needs to get finished in this room is I need to just redo that part, put the doors mm-hmm. on, and then I might put the the stuff I was talking about there. Yeah. And then I just need to do one thing in the bathroom and I'm done. And then I'm considering this floor as good as it's going to be for quite some time. But every time I come in here and whenever I do the podcast and I look this way, I get angry at my old work. Every time. It's an old you. It's it a new year. Yeah, new year, new me. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 probably it. Of just let's not let's not wait until something's gonna die to replace it. Like mm-hmm. I have the luxury of being able to do such a thing. Let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've ran numerous fitted sheets into the ground. Like torn a hole in them on accident. Which is just kind of the way I sleep because I think I push myself up on my elbows a lot and like spread. Like I push myself up to move kind of on my elbows and I just take and I slide my arm out which just drags on it. So there was one spot that was really thinning in one of my old sheets. And I just went one night and the whole thing you just hear. And I just tore the whole thing. I was like. Oh, that one's gone. (laughs) That's bizarre. Yeah. But. Happens. So. I think there's just, there's certain things where I just need to. Are you a side sleeper or a back sleeper? I'm a chest sleeper. Chest sleeper. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Very crucial for pillow selection. It is. And that's the other thing is like, I, I have a pillow. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. It's one of the, supposed to be one of the foam ones where it's got the whole arc neck thing, Mm -hmm. but I, I just don't think it's. I feel like they're not good for chest sleepers. Probably not, but I also, I just don't feel like it's that comfortable anyway, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be really hard to, like, I, 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 how do I order a pillow without trial and error? You know what I mean? That. Yeah. It's a weird one. Pillows are hard. They are hard. I I got that's, I that's did the I, <clears throat> I did the um, philosophical statement IKEA memory foam pillow and that was a huge win for me. See but, that's I've debated because I've heard good things as well. I've heard good things about those or like the purple pillows or other things like that. And it's like the I don't know about all of the purple pillows, but the ones that I've seen I think fall into the same category of um the, <laughs> the IKEA memory foam ones where they're like clearly very sculpted. For, like they work perfect for me because I'm a back sleeper. Oh, I sleep like a dead person. So, oh yeah, you just get in your coffin and go to bed. Yep, exactly. And they're sculpted exactly for that. Like, you know, support the neck, support the head. Yeah, you got your your little I'm scoop. A, I'm a chest sleeper, but with obviously my face sideways. I don't just keep my face just planted <laughs> in the pillow because that doesn't make any fucking sense. Always ready for a massage. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get a bed that just has the hole cut out and i just shoved my face in there no but i always i'm always on the chest head to the side Mm -hmm. one way or the other so i just need something that adjusts with that but you know there's there's things where i'm like i need to i need to up my game in certain areas yeah and these are things that are 
often overlooked. Like you yeah. sleep every night unless you're a crazy person. Right. And you know, it's, it's like the old, you spend X amount of your time sleeping. You should invest in that. Exactly. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. That was a little off tangent. Other things that aren't games that pique our interest that took up the new release segment. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> because there is no new release segment this week. Cause guess what? Ain't shit come out. <laughs> Next week, stuff starts coming out again, but I don't think anything usually ever releases. Yeah. There might be some DLCs or something that came out, but... It was uh, definitely a slow two weeks for for news. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just going to get through it right now, but we're going to have our Game of the Year discussion at the end of all of this. Spoiler alert, if you've listened to anything up until right now, you know where we're going. <laughs> That being said, do you want evens or odds? I have starting no, at two. Do you have a preference? No. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll take evens. Okay. How's that sound? Sure. Good. <laughs> Glad we agree. And I'm doing this on my new Lenovo tablet. Fancy. I do like its uh, form factor. I, I appreciate its form factor. Mm-hmm. Because I like that it's less rectangle. Like, it's still a rectangle, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's less wide, a little bit more narrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a fan so far. The only thing I need to do is I need to order a screen protector. Okay. Just because I'm going to get annoyed at my own fingers. Uh, I'm assuming it's it's Android-based. Yes. Of course. What do you think? It, it would be weird if it, wasn't, if it wasn't. Yeah. If I was holding an iPad? Well... I don't know. Like if they had some weird proprietary thing. Which, oh yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, they have the, like their. I think they have some proprietary stuff built in. Like if you get a Motorola, it's still iPhone or it's still Android, but it has the Motorola yeah. apps in it. Uh, I also would have liked the idea of just me holding an iPad and you going, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> it would have thrown you. I think it would have. It definitely would have. Or just like one day sitting at your house and I pull out my new iPhone and you're like, oh, <laughs> "I don't believe you." <laughs> Something doesn't sit right here. There's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> I'd probably be like, did you get that for free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, did you get that for free? You're like, what's your angle? <laughs> what games are you playing at right now, huh? You're up to something. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that willingly. <laughs> number two. Number one was me telling you game of the year is coming later. So number two. Here's some quick uplifting news about 2020. Matt, we're in 2021. Kill the past. All right. Well, I just, you know, was trying to leave the year with a ray of hope. Well, that makes one of us. The ESA Foundation has announced that its recent charity live stream, quote, say goodbye to 2020 for good, end quote, has raised a total of over $468,000. Money for people who need it, I think. Woo! Go those things. <laughs> Uh, Streamlabs has revealed that in 2020, 4.6 million was raised for various charities across 14,000 different charity streams on its platform. Another big amount of money for charities. And in a blog post, Bungie said players have raised 4.9 million through its charity events. Bungie might be the charity recipient there. 
I don't know what they... Boom, joke. Got him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Lost that Activision money. That w- How funny would that be, though? It would be entertaining. That's kind of morbid. It'd be, but it'd like, be really disingenuous, but it would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, if they're like, ah, oh, charity, and they're just like pocketing yeah, that. Yeah. If all their players were like, we donated to a good cause, and then you'd have the fanboys be like, yeah, it's fine that it's Bungie taking it. Whatever. <laughs> They need it to fix the game. Um, all right. Uh, number three, the live action adaptation of Capcom's Monster Hunter series opened in U.S. cinemas two weeks ago. Um, the opening weekend sales for the U.S. was $2.2 million. Internationally, the movie has made $4.8 million. Granted, it is the year of COVID, or was the year of COVID. Could be another year of COVID. Who knows? Yeah, we're, um, we're just going to not call it. Pretend <laughs> like it's gone. Uh, I don't know if it would have done much better than that. Well, you know. I think... Uh, I think internationally it would have done better. Um, U.S. is always going to be a weird one when that comes up. But it might have done okay internationally. Yeah. I'm just curious because, like, I don't know. I the places see... it would do well, I don't know how, how, how what. Right, what they're handling. Yeah, like, is. what their lockdown situation is. I am curious to know what the budget loss now is. Um, I can look into that. Well, you, I guess, do the next one. And this is why I took four, or took evens, by the way. Because I had a feeling you didn't want this. <laughs> See these Blood ones. B- <laughs> these are that's like an easy name though. There's like five names in here. True, true. Bloodborne producer, but they're Japanese. So like that's my like out of all the other countries, <laughs> like that'd be the best ones. <laughs> I take the European <laughs> exactly <get> Japan. <laughs> when it hits Korea, apparently somehow I come in, even though Japan's like right next to it. Their names are totally different though. It throws true. me. Listen, I don't pretend to understand any of those languages. I barely understand English. No. (laughs) The budget. Ooh, the budget, yes. 60 million. Honestly, cheaper than I thought it would be. But so we're saying net loss of 53 million. I don't know. Hopefully they can make it up, you know, with their. Sure. Uh huh. Yeah. There's some producer just sweating himself through this whole new year going, oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Number four, Bloodborne producer Teruyuki Toriyama has announced that he will be leaving Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan at the end of the year. Toriyama's resume also includes producer duties on Astro Bot and Demon's Souls Remastered. Toriyama is one of several producers taking their leave of Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan, which also recently saw the departure of Gravity Rush designer Kiichiro Toyama. Yeah. Uh, The Last Guardian producer Kazunobu Sato. Sato? Sato? Sato, probably. Probably Sato. Probably Sato. Uh, And Siren series planner Junya Okura. Yeah, all right. that's what I would have said. All right, works for me. All of whom left to found new company, Bokeh Game Studio. 
that is a hell of a roster to go take on a new studio. Yeah, I'm kind of enjoying this trend that we've had this past year. Just a bunch of people like in senior roles going, fuck you, make my own thing with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> exactly. It is it is entertaining, yes, to just see basically the exact joke I just made, but without the blackjack and hookers, but a bunch of industry veterans that were, when they were, you know, developers, quote, or producers or whatever, on all their titles and then went... I'm not happy with the way things are going anymore. I'm going to go make my own shit. It makes me uh, excited for the future. As cheesy as that sounds. Yeah. I mean, I still... Don't be wrong. Love board gaming, right? Board mm-hmm. gaming is a great time. But in comparison to people we know, I don't even start scratching the surface of board gaming. That being said, Chris Metzen's... I can't remember. Warchief. Okay. Warchief Gaming. I'm just like, what are you gonna do? I want to, I want to, I want to see it. I want to probably play it. But if it's like Warhammer, Warhammer is to the nth degree of my ability, mm-hmm. and it's too far. Yeah, I'm like that's too much. So give me something smaller. <laughs> but I am, I'm still super intrigued, and that's not even like, yes, I love the video games that he used to make, but now he's gonna go into a different realm, and I'm like, what do you got going on over here? The possibilities are endless. Morhaime's got an entire publishing arm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's the things like Warchief for the board games, Hudson. Like that could turn do. into a whole thing. That could be like a franchise you thing. Now that have could be Warchief. You could, could end be... up having Warchief versus Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Which that those are that is a level they could hope to achieve. That is a massive level, but yeah. Could use some competition, though. Yeah, and they have it in some aspects, but not as like a, an overarching brand competition. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, whatever Casey Hudson goes on to and all these things, especially for people that are Mass Effect fans, and you're not necessarily uh, holding faith in Bioware anymore. <laughs> whatever Dragon Age might be. <laughs> Or might not be. Prequel. Have you heard of Dragon Age Origins? No, shut up. We don't call it that anymore. Dragon Age Origin Origins. Do you want to hear the story of a beginning? About a beginning? It's like the beginning of a Borderlands story. There once was somebody who had a beginning. But we are here to tell you the beginning of that beginning. (laughs) Long ago, two people got together. <laughs> the KF console. KF KF console. I don't like saying that. You know? Like, it feels unnatural. Because I want to say KFC console, but that's not clearly I what. just think you shouldn't abbreviate it. Kentucky Fried Console? Damn straight. Okay. Because <clears throat> I, 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 too, hate KF console. Okay. But KFC console sounds also stupid. Yeah. The Kentucky Fried Console is a thing. Whether well, it's actually welcome real. New, welcome to the new Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's real or not remains to be seen. That's kind of a weird way of putting it. I think it's real, but whether it's going to be like something that they sell or something. Which influencers get. Yeah, probably. 
Uh, KFC has partnered with Cooler Master for the design. On Cooler Master's landing page for the Kentucky Fried Console, they claim it features a chassis based on the NC100 case, uh, which is a mainstream yeah. mini-ITX case that's fairly popular. Um, but with the, quote, world's first built-in chicken chamber, end quote, it also features Intel's NUC9 Extreme Compute element and some sort of ray tracing compatible GPU that can handle 240 frames per second. Going off of other websites digging, it looks like the GPU is an Asus RTX card, and the project was made by Cooler Master's mod team, who is led by some Swedish dude um, who is popular in the modding community that I means nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, I hope they're using the heat sinks to heat the chicken. So if you, if you go to their landing page, they have like a... A schematic yeah. blueprint, and it's that's exactly it. it's designed so that it blows the hot air from the heat sink into the chicken chamber, into the chicken chamber, Which, and out the top. Great name. Uh, also, I just want to be able to buy an auxiliary chicken chamber and plug it into my machine. Yeah, for sure. Because can you imagine? I would like the um. I would get a redone custom side that I could just pull chicken out of. You remember the Alienware? Um, gpu box that was an attachment to a laptop yeah there's a few of them razor has one yeah i think called the core mm-hmm. nvidia i think has one as well something like that would be great usb chicken chamber yeah like a little box maybe it's you know you just plug it in throw your i just get in. like a warming box <laughs> even if i even if i have to make them downstairs like even if i had to make them in the oven i get to just bring a plate up and then shove it in the chicken chamber so it constantly stays warm you know what i mean Everyone's just like screaming right now to get an air fryer. Yeah, like it's the equivalent of a heat lamp. Yeah. Yeah. It's just there to keep the chicken warm. Hot pockets. Tokitos. Tokitos. Oh my God. Tokitos. So delicious. Egg rolls. Pizza slices. Maybe I brought two up, but I only wanted one right now and I got to get both hands on mouse keyboard so I can play something. Put the other one in the warmer. I think we're on something here. KFC is pioneering. We are just adapting. That being said, can't wait for the uh, the Mic console. Mic console. Because at least that one makes sense to say Mic console when somebody else has to go rival them. Whopper console? I don't know. Number six. GameStop has joined Best Buy, Microsoft, and other retailers in offering full refunds for Cyberpunk 2077, according to a Kotaku report. According to an internal memo, returned games are being labeled as defective and sent back to the GameStop warehouse. I'm sure they're going to hoard those, get the money from... And then resell them. Exactly. And then when the game's fixed, fixed. I'm doing air quotes with my fingers. And other things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means either. Listen, I'm in the room with them. I don't know what the hell else he was air quoting with. <laughs> and then they're going to resell them as used with as yeah. like fifty six ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, even forty nine ninety nine they won't really lose because you know they're not just going to go take all the games and snap the discs. Mm-hmm. Like ah, oh, it's defective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, classic. It's not. It's not like it's a racehorse. Bad leg, and he's got to make it into glue. 
Um, CD Projekt Red is facing a class action lawsuit over Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Rosen Law Firm announced it was filing, or it had filed, excuse me, a class action lawsuit against the company alleging executives lied to investors about the state of the game on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 systems. Uh, Rosen does not currently have a lead plaintiff for the suit and is asking CD Projekt shareholders interested in joining the suit to fill out a form online. The Rosen suit is the, in the U.S. may not be the only such action CD Projekt Red faces, as a Polish attorney has also said he is considering a suit against the company in its home country. I don't understand how class action lawsuits work. Can any law firm just decide to do a class action lawsuit? And they just be like, hey, we need a lead plaintiff or like, you know. I that's... think there are stipulations into what, like how you can actually declare a class action lawsuit. And, you know, amount yeah. of people and there's probably a dollar amount and yada, yada, yada. And it just, this seems weird that they wouldn't have some, it seems like they don't really have anyone attached to it yet. And they're just like, this is the thing we're doing. If you want to jump on board, probably because nobody wants to be a scapegoat yet. Yes. Because, so. like, it's not like, well, we'll get into it. They're still making money, but we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of. Oh, damn it. You wrote that as the next shit. It's fine. <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 has sold approximately 13 million copies, including both physical and digital sales, according to CD Projekt Red. In a regu- regulatory announcement, the publisher said that this number is accurate as of December 20th, 2020, and factors in submitted returns from both brick and mortar as well as digital storefronts. So that means there are still 13 million copies that have been bought and are in the wild. And if we factor in, I don't know, 2 million returns, I think it's safe to say probably, mm-hmm. 15 million copies made it out the door. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a lot. That is a lot. This is always the part two where it's like your internet, once again, is a minority to the global space. We've talked about this before when discussing narratives and things. Mm-hmm. If you're basing anything it's off what you see off Twitter, there's roughly, I think the number was something like 7 million users on Twitter. Go take a look at the population of New York City. Hint, it's greater than 7 million. So you don't even have one, like, iota of the world's population on a... Like, oh my god, everybody on Twitter is so pissed. You know how many people just went uh, watching TV? Oh, that Cyberpunk game looked kind of cool. Bought, done, eh, alright. Same thing with, like, when Last of Us... Everybody's having all that outrage right before Last of Us comes out. And it's still sold so much because no one is in the weeds reading all that stuff. We're there, sure. Mm-hmm. That's because we do this and we are in that economy. There are so many people that are... I don't even like the term, but casuals. Mm-hmm. That don't even... They're just like, oh, the new one's out. I'm going to get it. Yeah. They're your Call of Duty buyers, your FIFA buyers, whatever. Yeah, it is interesting, especially now in today's day and age, like the news cycle and society moves so fast and like there'll be times where like 
because of like I'm assuming it's a combination of that and like elder algorithms that are geared towards specific people based on what they already look at. Like, yeah, there'll be times where you and Dewey will see something in the news and be talking about it that I have no fucking idea what yeah. you're talking about. Or you and same thing, you and Dewey will start talking about something, and I'm like, I honestly have no idea what's going on. Yep. And I have to start googling in order before I jump in. Yep, exactly. Or, or I'll just be like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's just crazy how that is. Like, just there's so much happening. And everything moves so fast that like you could, you could buy the Last of Us Part Two and have literally zero idea of any of the hubbub. Yep. Play it, love it, move on with your life. Yep. You might not have anybody in your circle, like even coworkers. Maybe you don't talk to anybody at work. Maybe your coworkers don't give a shit. Maybe you're not the person that shares anyway. So you just don't. You literally have no idea. It that news isn't going to be sitting on like you walk into a Walmart to go pick up your game. That news isn't sitting on a bunch of stands out in front of it of people being like, oh, this game is blah, blah, blah. Like, that, that's not there. Mm-hmm. So if you're not exposed to it, and the TV's not going to show it, the TV's only going to show, continue the epic tri- the epic story of Joel and Ellie, whatever. Like, I wish we saw a breakdown of, um, like, I know they told us how many PC sales there were, which is the majority of the, the majority... I think as in like 60% or so of the sales so far of Cyberpunk. But I'm curious how many sold for like the PS4 and Xbox One specifically. Yeah. Because I think that would be pretty telling. Um, Because it seems that on the PC it's mostly fine. Uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X seem to do okay with it as well. Yeah. So. Still worse than PC, but that's because I think both those versions are running the xbox one and ps4 versions Mm -hmm. just updone because the actual like ps5 and xbox series x patch things don't exist for another year or something yeah so yeah uh, it looks like we'll be seeing the first free dlc for cyberpunk 2077 in early 2021 uh, CD Projekt Red has updated the game's web t- website to say as much and to stay tuned for more info. PC Gamer points out that at the end of the launch trailer behind the game's logo, text flashes on screen revealing CD Projekt Red's plans for Cyberpunk DLC. Before I read it, do you remember this at all happening? I do not recall that being a thing. I, I do remember it being a thing. Uh, I think we talked about it around the same time when there was the discussions of multiplayer happening. Okay, Maybe they had just... Because they, blend, they blended them all together because it was the idea of what was your your future talk for the game. Mm-hmm. And there was stuff like, yeah, we'll still have the DLCs and yada yada. And then multiplayer came up. And at this point, multiplayer better be like five years away. <laughs> yeah. So here's what it was. Quote, our planned expansions will take you even deeper into the world of Cyberpunk 2077, offering substantial story-driven content that will give you tough choices to make through impactful narratives that you won't soon forget. But before we get there, we'll first be kicking off our free DLC program in early 2021. Just like with The Witcher 3, expect an assortment of free DLC packs to begin hitting Night City, dropping a bunch of cool stuff that'll inject even more life into the world of the dark future, end quote. I do look forward to whatever that is. So, I mean, I'm assuming that's like item-based things or like... That'd probably be story stuff. Maybe not main story, but like... Mm -hmm. Additional side stories dealing more with characters that you're meeting along the way or okay. new ones that they would introduce. 
like the entire Blood and Wine expansion on Witcher 3 was awesome. Where they're just like, here's this entire side story, sub story. It's going to take you 26 hours to finish. And you're like, what? <laughs> Granted, that was a paid DLC, I believe, but still. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to number 10. According to Digitimes, Sony has shipped 3.4 million PS5s in the first four weeks of sales. The highest ever for a PlayStation console. They also reported that the 2021... Sorry, they also reported that 2021 will see 16.8 to 18 million PS5s shipped after a production ramp-up. Whether that is Digitimes estimates or Sony's is hard to say, since the original article is behind a paywall. Um, Also, what was the number Sony said? 7 million. 7 million, right? Yes. By end of... By... By the end of first quarter, I think, is what yeah. they said. So, March. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, whatever. Yep. Uh, so, we're just at about half of that. But Sony said they sold out. Yeah. That they shipped everything they had to retailers. Mm-hmm. But that they had ramped up production before all of that. Mm-hmm. So, somebody's shoveling shit into their mouth. Yeah. And then trying to send it back out yeah because now because they said they had said oh we're going to be doing seven million consoles yeah which they're struggling they probably will hit that number barely and they're struggling to do it and they've had to ramp up productions and ship things via air instead of boat yeah so clearly there's there things aren't meeting here yeah i think it was almost more of a they knew they could sell seven million. They didn't know they could build seven million. The demand was high enough. They could have easily sold seven million. They just couldn't get them all ready. It's probably. I suspect it was uh, Sony when they were like, "Oh, COVID's not affecting us." Everyone in the warehouse goes, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Half of our workforce isn't here that, right now. That <laughs> that TV was on the wall, just playing <laughs> the broadcast, and they went, "Yeah, it's not really affecting us." And everybody just did the slow turn up from their thing and went. <laughs> What? <laughs> or whatever the Japanese equivalent of what is. <laughs> Nani? Uh, that might not be Japanese. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that whole whole thing. And then, so if we said 7 million by March, mm-hmm. which might be a misunderstanding of where I think that timeline is. 7 million by March. Then they're saying in nine months... They'd be able to make nine to eleven million more. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. What? <laughs> if you can do it then, why didn't you do it in the mysteries mysteries i have i do i never know i do think they're becoming more available like people are are the initial ramp up is getting satiated um yes there's been a few instances where people i know has had that been able to add them to your their carts and and whatnot so the craze has died down but Mm -hmm. i think that's also just because there have been enough now so yeah, kind of been the lull. Yeah, I think that'll drastically change. Maybe not with Ratchet and Clank, but Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Depending on when that drops, we know when it's supposed to drop, but there, you know the window. Those first uh, couple big the, launches, uh, first couple big launches, we'll, we'll test it again for what they do. A la when Halo comes out for the Series X, it will sell consoles. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the consoles ready to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that story. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, <laughs> the best part is you're just reading it, and I was like, I'm, I mean, I know the next story isn't really anything, but. Uh, there were some new trailers that came out. Um, we watched them. Stalker 2. Sons of the Forest and Apex Legends Fight Night, and then uh, Coming to America. Um, I know probably out of that list, Sons of the Forest is the one you're most intrigued by or curious the, about. The one or? I'm most intrigued by, but let's let's start from the bottom and work our way up. Mm-hmm. Not ranking these in any order. Literally, the bottom is by the order he read them. Uh, coming to America. Coming, sorry. Coming to America. Because if you don't know that there's the first one, yeah, the title doesn't help you. Uh, but yeah, I'm intrigued. I like that it's on Prime, so I can just yeah. catch it and just be you know be done with it. I'm intrigued too. Um, we the, don't. I don't know. I like the. I I enjoyed the first movie, and I'm curious about the second one. And, and then I saw like Wesley Snipes was in it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" This yeah, is... there's the trailer has a lot of name dropping, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "All right." Whatever, just as long as it's not like cringy name dropping, will be okay. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I am intrigued to to watch it. The first one for me had a lot of funny moments, but overall I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever, it's a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't didn't strike anything in me of being like, I'm going to rewatch that again. Yeah, so yeah, which is fair. Uh, I'm, and I'm not even looking at I'm This is going to be, a, uh, I think, a solid popcorn movie for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever, throw this on. Check my phone. Haha, <laughs> funny joke, check my phone. <laughs> Uh, I'll be I'll pleasantly surprised if it's not that, but you know, yeah. we'll see. Um, Apex's Fight Night. Their animations are doing pretty good. That's what I was gonna say. Their uh, their shorts are are getting good. They're like I started watching it uh, when I was doing the re- the podcast document without. I had no intentions of watching the whole thing. Right. Or, like, I had no feelings left or right as far as whether to talk about it. And I, it kind of sucked me in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I finished watching it. I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah. That's like seven minutes and 30 seconds or so. But, yeah, it's a it's a solid solid animation mm-hmm. that I think they they did. They Choosing that style, I think, suits them very well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, good story. Pathfinders is fun. Always a fun character. One of the first ones I played during Apex, just because it's funny to see the heart, the the chess screen in game, depending on like what your health is and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. But just funny. Yeah, I mean you don't see it on yourself, but yeah, that in the zipline park gets fun where you just shoot yourself around things and yeah, it was cool. Uh, then that brings us to Sons of the Forest. Yep, Sons of the Forest, the sequel. To the game The Forest, which I've talked about on this podcast before with uh, my playing time with Kenny. I think Dewey has been here when we've talked about it with him mm-hmm. for his playtime. Took me about seven hours. I think Dewey was over 100 because he couldn't find the rebreather or something. But I don't think it was it was high, but I don't think it was that high, but it was a stupid. It was like it double was, or triple what yours was. It was much least. higher. And I was like, how are you still, how have you not like found what you need to 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 beat the game. Mm-hmm. Shot the rubber band backwards, apparently. Uh, I'm intrigued because the monsters look, once again, creepy. That whole weird mouth one. <laughs> or like, I don't know, zipper enemy. Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah, there's uh, there's going to be... And I'm sure those are like the creepy. In quotes being like, oh, these are just kind of creepy, but you, you normally see them. But for when Kenny and I went into the caves and saw shit we had never seen is when we lost our minds. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, nope, nope, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm going to go this way now. <laughs> and you just turn around and run back out and you come back down with dynamite and you're like, hope that works. <laughs> but I saw pistols. I saw shotgun now. I'm intrigued. I built an entire gazebo the last time that we didn't need because the moment I finished the gazebo, we went into the caves and never came back out. Uh, so I, I am intrigued. When that comes out, uh, if if I'll end up getting into it with somebody and mm-hmm. causing a bunch of problems. It looks good. It definitely, the atmosphere seems cool. Um, I never played The Forest, the first one. I w- saw some footage of it, but... Survival horror. Yeah. So, I mean, you get you get what you know with that category. Yep, for sure. Which is the next one, Stalker 2, which is... Stalker 2, but survival horror, uh, 
uh, not even really horror, I guess. I guess it is a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's Fallout on steroids. Yeah. It's, I think it's what technically inspired Fallout, or it was inspired by Fallout. It might have been Fallout 1, 2, Stalker, Fallout 3. I'm not sure if that timeline falls correctly, but uh, Stalker, the complete Stalker mod, fixes a lot of the problems that was in the original Stalker. And the fact that there's a Stalker 2, it has Fallout, Metro vibes. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping Sark plays it because he loved Stalker. So I want to see him play it because I have no relation or experience with Stalker at all. I have a little Stalker bit, is also but... an acronym, by the way. Yeah. It's S dot T dot whatever. I have a little bit. Uh, one of my friends was huge in Stalker, like obsessed with it for a little bit. Um, I never got into it myself. There's there's nobody I have that I know that has. I, I think even heard of it. Really? Other than me. Um, but that wouldn't have been their genre. Yeah. The it was just an engine trailer, which it looks looks good. Looks pretty. Looks pretty. I mean, if yeah. you, if you know what the original soccer looks like, looks a lot better than that. <laughs> yeah. Which that was kind of my one takeaway from watching these was that like good graphics are seem really accessible now. Yeah. So, which makes it worse when you see bad graphics. Yep. And then you're like, I don't know how you made it through development. It's like, don't know how you fucked that one up. There's like three different engines that are like easily available. Yep. Known baselines that do <laughs> yep. good work. What'd you do wrong? I used Frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But that would bring us to our final topic. Uh, I'll, I'll round it out real quick. It is the first episode of 2021. Next week, um, I'll run you guys through your deals in January. The only thing I'm going to say right now for a deal is that on Epic, Jurassic World Evolution is free until January 7th. That's the Jurassic World Park Manager. Mm-hmm. That is free until January 7th. I think normally is like $45. So just the shout out. Because that'll last long enough by the time you hear this to go get it. That being said, shall it be game of the year time? I suppose it shall. Yours is? Uh, It'll be, to no one's surprise, that my game of the year is Half-Life Alex. I was half debating just making the joke of going, and yours is? Title. Mine is? Title. Thank you. Turn off podcast. (laughs) I was going to make the joke that my game of the year was SnowRunner. (laughs) Oh, also true. What if, (laughs) you know what? Honestly, it might be a runner-up. Could yeah, honestly, I I tried to keep uh, do a list of everything I played this year. Who? Um, and I made the doc for that, and then I think I deleted it because I was like, "This isn't." Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it probably would be actually probably would be Snowrunner. Yeah, yeah, I I would have yeah. put it as your runner up. Anything more to say on Alex that we haven't already said? Now that you've also watched other people play it. Not really. Um, I do have. I do have to say that it's interesting. Like I played the whole game with my twenty sixty, my RTX twenty sixty. Yes. And then went to a thirty seventy, and when I played it last night and hopped into it last night, that was the first time I'd gone into VR with the, the new 3070. GPU. Yep. 
And it was impressive and it ran really well before. Mm. And it was just even better now. Right. Um, which was, I wasn't expecting that as much of a jump, especially knowing that my headset, my VR headset is like basically at this point, the, I don't want to say bare minimum, but it's like the, it's the lower end. Yeah. One. It's the lower end one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's about it, I guess for Half-Life that I, they have, I know they have different maps now. They have like a whole add-on map thing where you can make maps and stuff. Oh man. That's... And people can like, you know, you can make levels essentially. Yeah. It's right back to the Black Mesa 2 is going to be showing up pretty yeah. soon. So I'm a little curious about that. I might have to look into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have, I also bought the, did you know Dan Carlin has a VR? Yes, I did. I bought it. So we'll Ooh, have to do that. And now I'm interested. Yeah. Because I've heard him do his ad read for it. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point, I don't know if it was a traveling thing. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were talking about like you could relive events and mm-hmm. yada, yada. And I was like, I'm super intrigued by that. Yeah. I haven't played it. I haven't booted it up yet. So uh, I will drive down. Okay. <laughs> I am intrigued. Um. The only other thing I want to say that's semi-related to the game of the year was the hot take I had earlier that we talked about. This is where a good hot take. I appreciate this hot take. I think I haven't finished it, and I'm not sure if I will. I might because it was that intriguing to me, but I think Immortals Phoenix Rising might be better than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. A dark Horse yeah. candidate. Which I was really hesitant from every similar, there were similar statements being made, or that I, the one that was going around was that uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising was uh, Zelda: Breath of the Wild and Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed combined, or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, "That's a bold fucking statement." I get where that statement comes from. I don't know if I would go that grandiose. I think it comes a lot from the art style mixed with the the, the way they did the open world. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Um, but it's it was a lot better than I anticipated it being. Just the combination of the pacing, um, the movement, like how quickly you can move around, like traveling, um, the simplicity of it, and the narrative. It was like refreshing. Good, and which is funny because you played it right after Valhalla. Yeah, you went from gods to gods. Which that was the thing I was worried about was I was like, Greek gods, we've had them shoved down our throats for a while now. And I was like, this is redundant. Why would you do a game like this? But their approach to it is refreshing because we all know historically, like, you know, like uh, the writings and stuff like that, that the stories of these gods, that these gods are assholes and they're dicks, essentially. But that seems to be glossed over a lot. Especially in like video games. Yeah. Not so in this. And it, it, they present it in a really comical way where they're basically like, yeah, they're all dicks. Like, yeah, I think I think you get it that in there. And I think you get it somewhat in Hades too. Mm-hmm. With the I could see they, that. The way they interact as well. But yeah, I know what you mean. There's there are a lot of like, oh, yeah, we revere so-and-so. You're like, you know they all hate you. Yeah. Like by definition, they hate you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is... Pretty much every there's like one of them that likes you, and even then, 
She's just there to defend you. Doesn't necessarily mean she likes you. <laughs> I did end up bailing on the idea of playing Hades because I watched it played and I was like, this is not for me. So I can I can definitely see Uh oh, your wife just screenshotted my snap. You're in trouble now. I think she just means she sent it to Amy. <laughs> Which I would have told her myself, but I don't have a way of contact here. Uh that a I a fucking got down on one knee with a ring. <laughs> uh, the that's gonna go over so many people's heads. Um, the thing with the with Hades, it, yeah, a hundred percent. I don't think it's a you game. It's it's not your style. No, it's not. Too quick, as I would say. Not that that's necessarily not that you couldn't do it. I just don't think it's... It, I wouldn't it's, have enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. You probably would have enjoyed it like for a little bit, mm-hmm. but then the repetitive nature of the roguelike would have... That's the thing that kills angered, me. Would have angered you. Is usually the... I like the idea of roguelike games, but once I start playing them and I have to start repeating the same shit over and over again, I'm like, fuck There's this. There's a point in the loop where I go, I get it. Yeah. Which is but, exactly where I I was like it's ro it's it's I knew it was roguelike I saw it and I was like okay this is like roguelike roguelike yeah. and I was like all right I get it but I'm not gonna waste my time or money on it yeah so yeah so uh, where are you at where are you at on your game of the year where are we standing let me hit it with some honorable mentions okay honorable mention to the Last of Us that's fair honorable mention. I was going to say Half-Life Alex, but it, I mean, I didn't really play it, but mm-hmm. Technical Marvel. Hey, the invitation's that. always there. If you want to borrow it, you're more more than welcome to, to take it. Runner-up. Wasn't released this year. My experience was super hot VR. Because <laughs> I love the shit out of that. <laughs> I really wish we had sent you a video of Amy playing super hot. Because she was getting pissed. I'm more annoyed I just wasn't invited. <laughs> she was pissed. I should have just been there because you would have not got me out of Super <laughs> uh, Such a good game. Um, God, now can I remember everything I played this year? Cyberpunk, not an honorable mention. Not far enough in, I think. Yeah. And I have I have issues with it. I have I have enjoyable things, but I have issues with it. And I'm playing on PC, just for that's not clear. Yeah, uh, I I'm really torn on Cyberpunk because I I kind of been putting it off because I've been wanting them to patch it more so that yeah. I didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. It's it's in a decent for you and I on PC. It's in a decent spot right now. Mm-hmm. Where launch week, yeah, yeah. Um. Honorable mention to Football Manager, whichever year you want to add on to that. I saw you. I saw you dipping into 21. Yeah, you just... just, Listen, mister. All right. (laughs) Somebody's got to lead them back to glory. Or lose their job trying. Basically (laughs) basically my life in that game. I win or I get fired. Uh, Or you don't win and you... Aren't winning quite enough, and you get fired, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so always an honorable mention there. 
there's gonna be a lot of honorable mentions because I'm just gonna kind of I'm kind of recapping the year in my head. Big honorable mention to Animal Crossing. Yeah, I could see that. I was gonna also say that um, if I had to pick, not my personal game of the year, but the game of the year as far as from a perspective of like cultural impact impact it would be among impact us. game of the year yeah. yeah among us would have among us is up there also mm-hmm. uh, i haven't played it in a very long time but i enjoyed and it when i did animal crossing would be like an extremely close second yeah i would probably have animal crossing over it uh just because i think among us among us is great i just think it has the current zeitgeist because mm-hmm. everybody kind of fell off animal crossing after june mm-hmm. but animal crossing reigned for three months oh yeah three or four months just yeah you had you you had people flying around the world in the game to get turnips. Yep. And their Nookzon or Nookazon or whatever the hell the Amazon thing was that got spun up. You had people selling characters for five thousand dollars. There was a black market for Animal Crossing. It was a whole thing. And that should be enough to say that there's a problem. <laughs> it was sucking in people that don't normally play video games that I know of, and they were like in it. In it. I, it was the it was uh, our gift to our social media person for our PAX coverage help and hook line and sinker might be too small of a phrase for what happened <laughs> after that just <whistles> gone whole thing I had, I was having to text her I was like all right what are turnip what's this turnip thing going on. <laughs> It's like, well, let me tell you, we got to go places. I'm like, <laughs> get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> get in the car. We're getting turnips. I was like, oh, okay. All right. I guess we are. Um, you know, Watch Dogs was there. Valhalla's been there. Uh, but screw it. I think at this point, we might as well just, we know where this is going to end up. MLB the show. No. We know. <laughs> play, to be fair. It was a great year, one of their best years, and without a baseball season, and they filled the void for a lot of people. <clears throat> and they dropped a shit ton of content. They're if we still did this, dropping content, if we did this by hours played, World of Warcraft. <laughs> still, you think? Yeah, you played a lot of ba- the show. I can go I, when we go. I can go downstairs after this and check my time played in the show. Okay, okay. Do you say so? I mean, I can't. I, I. Even <clears throat> I did play a lot of the show, but there's a chance that even Animal Crossing might beat it. Yeah, because it's the accessibility thing. Yeah, but then it all cycles back to WoW because I could easily <coughs> I could easily be logged into WoW and Animal Crossing, but mm-hmm. I can't easily be logged into WoW and the show. Yeah, so you know, yeah. we could, but that's a taking a step. Yeah, then I have to hook, I'd have to put up remote play on my other screen, and I could do that, but like, I'm not that crazy. Yeah, I mean, a 32 inch TV would fit really nicely right there. You what do you do think that. this is for? Or you could do that. Yeah, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the Chromecast in the back of that so I can send stuff over to it if I really want to, and then I'm just gonna also turn around the way I used to in the studio, mm-hmm. where I'd be doing stuff, and then I turn around and play FIFA in the background while I was waiting for stuff. <laughs> You remember that setup? It was the stupidest mm-hmm. thing in the world, but it was great. Oh, well, we're waiting for another instance? All right, cool. I'm down 2-0 to Man City. Hold on. <laughs> what? Poll happened? Shit. 
Uh, but yes, my game of the year is going to the one and only Ghost of Tsushima. For me, I I couldn't get much better. Yeah, story ghost. made sense. Pacing was fine. Combat felt great. And when I say story made sense, I'm ignoring the first 30 minutes where Jin goes, I have honor, and then immediately throws that entire thing away. After that part, the rest of it's pretty much fair game. Ghost? I I really, really like Ghost. And if and you played it in Japanese. It was so... Oh my god, it was so good. You played it in um, Japanese and black and white? Did you play it in Kurosawa mode? I did not. I tried it in Kurosawa mode, but it was just too much. <laughs> it's kind of too real too real <laughs> well it's the black and white was gorgeous and they did do change a lot of things yeah for the black and white i was, was i was interesting in, i was in kurosawa japanese for some of the beginning mm-hmm. before i was like i can't and i needed to flip it back it's just the game itself was so gorgeous on its own it's like i didn't want to miss out on the colors and and everything so I don't know. Like, I'm so glad that Ghost was as good as it was because initially there was some skepticism and that it would turn out good, especially from some of the people I was listening to at the time because they were saying, oh, the studio is having trouble and it was delayed and all this other stuff. And it was like, oh, this game's going to come out. It's going to be terrible. And then it came out and it was like, I think it was it hit at the perfect time because it was it was like smack dab in the middle of like COVID and everyone yeah, was scared. June, June July, July, July twelfth, yep. and it was just kind of like, oh, you're stuck in your house, you're in lockdown. Here, let's 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 tour this gorgeous and fucking we, island. We literally both came right off of Last of Us. Yeah, we finished. I pressed to finish Last of Us, which should go into Ghost. Same exact thing. Pressed to finish, went into Ghost, and it was like. It, it was like I had went 40 fucking days through a desert and I'd I made it to an own. oasis uh, yeah, with exactly. a fucking, <laughs> and someone handed me like a ice, a ice filled fucking tropical drink or something. And it I was, got naked and went in a hot spring. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you see the, the crossover of Kratos doing that? No. Somebody had skinned Kratos instead of Jin Sakai going into the water. So you just see naked Kratos walking into the hot spring. That's like fantastic. Yeah. If it wasn't, yeah, definitely. I I would have to say if it wasn't for Half Life, just the experience of Half Life. Yeah. How you know crazy it was. I Ghost would be hands down. Like yeah, I. Yeah. I I it. Um, the thing with Half Life was it was a great experience, and it makes me want more Half Life. Right, but and for you, it's, it's a huge nostalgia factor as well. Yeah, it's kind of like the God of War Red Dead Redemption Two thing. Yeah, we're like we chose God of War as our game of the year, but Red Dead you it keeps it's coming Red up. Dead sticks with you, yeah. a lot longer. The God of War is still the I don't like saying it, but it's the perfect game. It was paced entirely correctly. The writing was great. The visuals were great. Every, you know, there wasn't, if I'm having to look for a weak aspect, I'm having to look for it. And Red Dead had the problem of chapter three in Tahiti. 
Mm-hmm. Where it just went, and here's the brakes, and it slams on the brakes. And you're like, uh, uh, we, we've been going so good. What happened? And then there's just very long stretches where the like, pacing just seemed weird. But it was such a good game, and we get the moments of uh, mangoes and I don't know, Dutch and uh, Arthur. Just makes you think. And goddamn plan. It's funny because now, like, the last game that made me this excited for the sequel was probably Horizon Zero Dawn. And, like, when Interesting. Okay. when Horizon Zero Dawn came out and I played that, I was like, fuck, I want the next one so bad. And now, like, obviously time has tempered that. We know the sequel's coming, and I'm excited for it. But now I'm like, fuck, I want the next Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Yeah, I very much want the next Ghost. I think I think the only thing, as much as I want the next ghost, I'm also entirely okay that we never get one. I, I, because, because I do is, see where you're is, coming from. It is wrapped in such a nice package. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck it up by opening it again. What would You've be interesting. You've already added your nice little DLC of the multiplayer thing. So you can do a Ghost of Tsushima, uh, not spinoff, but time period type thing or whatever. But don't touch that story. What would be interesting is if they took that Assassin's Creed route where, you know, we got Ghost of Shima and it was a really interesting, it was great if they took that that same core gameplay idea and moved it to either a different time period, a different location, and you kind of like... I like the idea that they make you play as a Mongol prior to the invasion that would be cool so you're you end the game similar to the red dead problem where red dead 2 is the precursor to red dead mm-hmm. you do the same thing you pivot to making somebody play a mongol that ends with them invading Tsushima. Mm-hmm. so you end on the uh the beachfront battle and you know where the rest is but you've gone through all of this stuff as that warrior to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you're led, you're led to believe that you're correct in all those things, you know, all that stuff. It would be very interesting. I just, I don't want to see them mess with that. The same way that I think people would have not been a huge fan if Red Dead had gone true sequel. I think, I think that they went prequel makes a lot more sense for them. Yeah. I think a sequel now is what you want. But now that you have much more depth into the characters and what they mean and the story that they went through. Be interesting. Yeah. The other the other game, sure. Uh Horizon. I would like a second one. We know we're getting one, but mm-hmm. I, that even for me wasn't like uh, the one that made me want more is God of War. And we are gonna get Ragnarok. Well what what Horizon had going for it was it was the first of the yes. of the for it was me, a new IP. It was the first of like the new Sony Studio games, right. and that's and it was the first experience I had with my my now wife sitting there and enjoying watching True. a game and getting invested into the characters and everything. True. So, yeah, and for me, it's it's the God of War where I take God of War from twenty eighteen, yes, two years ago, twenty eighteen, and I have almost ignored the first three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I never even played them. Like, I, I use them for a 
you know, understand that Kratos has gone through a huge change to where he is. But also, I don't give a shit about that now. This new story and the way that they're telling it and everything. I am so looking forward to Ragnarok. I'm just like, ah, I'm so in. It'll be so much fun. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot. There's a lot that... Sony's got a strong strong IP lineup going right now. For yes, sure. For sure. Um the, the the thing I want to end on. Anticipated games. Covered it a little bit. We did cover it a little bit. Ragnarok, Horizon mm-hmm. 2, mm-hmm. a couple others. Um is there anything that's like immediately on your radar? I know Horizon Two is, and I you know I know Ragnarok is on mine, but I other than we get Horizon Two this year, I don't think we get Ragnarok this year. I think that does get pushed. Um, uh, I have I have a couple that I'm like, I have a couple I could name off the top of my head. Yeah, um, Gran Turismo Seven. Yes, that's also one of mine where I'm just like, I do I get a steering wheel? Yeah, right. <sighs> um, do I get a steering wheel and put it on that TV downstairs and just. It's not a bad idea. And when I get the steering wheel, do I order TV trays? Because fucking stupid. <laughs> fucking TV trays. Every goddamn time. Uh, the other one is kind of a weird one. Uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah, I'm all. I'm. I'm intrigued for. I'm ready for Halo Infinite just because I'll be able to play it on PC. Yep. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that I know is coming. Yeah. Every everything we just mentioned, I think, are at the top of our list. I'm excited to see Ratchet and Clank just for not even for me to play it necessarily, but the the tech they're showing off and everything like that and the visuals that they have and I wanna see what a truly next gen game does. Which is also why I'm excited for Gran Turismo. I want to see and yeah, sure we have uh what is that game that came out? Godfall. Right? Uh, that, yeah, that was what it's called. But yeah. That is technically next gen, but it's like, nobody's, yeah, nobody's really talking about it. Demon Souls, but it's a remake. Mm-hmm. Which looked good, too. Which looks great. I just want to see, I want to start seeing this tech get taken advantage of. Yeah, and, I definitely am curious about Ratchet and Clank because of what we have seen so far is. Yeah. And also when we thought it would be out now. We thought it would, it's technically launch window, which once again is. However long they define a launch window as three months, I think. But are you just thumbing through that list real quick? I am just to see if anything catches my eye. Back for Blood's definitely a big one for me. I don't think I, it'll be out next year though. Did it already have a release date? Well, it's, they went into beta this this month. Okay. Yeah. Remember that was this month with a. Tw- they said twenty twenty one, but they didn't say a, a date. Um, they have Diablo four on this. I don't know if that's might be, but genuine. we're going to, well, we get BlizzCon online or Biz, yeah, BlizzCon line, uh, early January, I think early January, February when they were supposed to do that whole thing. So we should get the update on Overwatch two, Diablo four, Diablo immortals. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that like, I'm looking forward to, but not chomping at the bit for. Yeah. Like, uh, Elden ring, which was the from software game. Still don't think that game's coming out this year. I would agree with that assessment. Far Cry 6. People have... Far Cry 6 very well might come out this year. 
but it'll be October like it always is. Yep. Uh, also, people have Starfield on their list is coming out this year. And I went, fucking are you crazy. insane? People are like, oh, my most anticipated games for 2021, Starfield. What? This one's more for you. Um, Gotham Knights? I am intrigued to see how Gotham Knights is. That, I, once again, hesitant to think it'll come out this year, but I would be happy if it did. Um, Hitman I, 3? Hitman 3, I'm intrigued to watch the gifts of, but okay. I, you know, I want to see who... Wasn't sure where he fell on that spectrum. I enjoyed them, but I haven't actually played a Hitman... I played Hitman 1 with you. We played the first mission together. Yep. Uh, and that's about where it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy seeing the clips of Hitman 2, though. People throwing the briefcase and the rakes and all the things you could do. I love the mm-hmm. freeform of that. Uh, one that's not on there, though, because I know it's not going to be on there. But I'm intrigued to see what happens is MLB The Show. Like because, what they do with the new... Because you get new next-gen, and I've already visually shown you the differences of running the PS4 version on the PS5. Yeah. It is cleaner in terms of just crispness, and I think it's, we both agree we think it's a frame rate thing. Mm-hmm. But it's much smoother. So I want to see if they can actually leverage some graphic things into a PS5 version. Also, I don't think I can't remember, I don't think it's this year. It might be next year when they start doing cross console and PC launches and whatever. I am very excited to see what that looks like. Do you? Um, because I might just play it on. That was going to be my if question. I get, if I get cross-progression, I might have it on the PC and the PlayStation. So when I'm raiding, I'm just playing baseball. And then I go downstairs, I'm still playing baseball. Because <laughs> uh, I'm a psychopath. The other one that I forgot about, but now I'm reminded, I am excited for it. Not necessarily for myself, but uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I am intrigued for Hogwarts Legacy, almost to the point where I want to come over to your house and force someone to play it. Yeah, or where we were, but where you and I get to Mystery Science three thousand it, yeah, <laughs> and just drink in the background and harass the screen. <laughs> the implications, all the anger that would show up. <laughs> um, Can we just make uh, your wife and Amy play it, where yeah. you and I are just in the background, just making fun of it the entire time? <laughs> in theory, that sounds good, but as you know, watching other people play video games can be really frustrating. Yeah. But we would just we would just get to do that thing where we'd both purposely sit on the back side of the couch or something like away from like behind them, and do a lot of this. For anybody listening, don't worry about the visuals, but it's gonna be a lot of this. <laughs> uh, like, how do you not figure out to just move the left stick up and down? It's not that hard to cast a fucking spell. Because <laughs> you know that's how you're gonna have to cast spells. It's gonna be right stick, just touchpad. Guardian Levy. Oh, God, that would be so bad. Please don't do that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, where do you fall on Breath of the Wild 2? I'm i interested from a spectator's point. Okay. Because I didn't... I had problems with Breath of the Wild in terms of, like, it visually great game, yada, yada. But I hit that point, and it went, you need to go take eight photos of things. And I went, where are they? And they're like, good luck. And I was like, oh. I have the spectator I, feeling about the next game, which is the medium. The me- Once again, another one that I'm interested to see because of the way that they're saying that it renders both worlds at the same time and everything like that, I want to see it take advantage of the new hardware. Um, bunch of normal stuff. Psychonauts 2. Ridge Runners is on there. Uh, Persona. Well, no, we don't really care about Persona. Overwatch 2. Oh, once again, if it, we'll see with BlizzCon line. Uh, Resident Evil. Also intrigued because it's a 
new entry. Riders Republic? That's what it was. Not Ridge Runners. Ridge Runners is a different game. Yep. Yeah, Riders Republic, the uh, watch, Ubisoft watchdogs of downhill. That's February 25th. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm interested. Same. And by interested, I mean I might watch some videos and maybe play it, but if I do, it's going to be Ooplay Plus. Stray. The cat one with the backpack. Cat with the backpack. Oh, I'll, I'll, all in. For sure. Um, Is that the robot cat one? I don't think so. It's, you have a, do you have a screenshot? It's kind of like the... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one where, yeah, there's the two robots and the thing. Yeah. Um. I Oh, the other one, for me, Mass Effect, <laughs> the Legendary Edition. Oh, the, I was going to say, <laughs> the new one's not coming out no, this year. No, no, no. Um, oh, the yeah, last you one... See, you want to see if they butcher the, the remaster? Yes. It's going to be like a litmus test that's, of sorts. That's interesting for me. From a spectator point of view. And to fo- to finish off with another spectator one. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Holy shit. That game's not out yet. You know, you know, I, when I say things like I want to see it take advantage of the next gen. <laughs> <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is not what I think of. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. I think that's it. I think it's a good first episode of the year. There it is. There it be. There it do. That being said, uh, if you're listening, if you're one of the seven people listening, and seven's genuine, I'm being honest. Matt hates coat hangers. Uh, I can't wait till I put those closet doors up and you can't go that way. I know. It's going to be, uh, where am I going to stand? Well, that goes back to the whole thing because this, when they, uh, whole, whole thing, we'll roll out the thing. And uh, if, once again, you're one of the seven people listening, congratulations, you made it. <laughs> uh, I'm also curious. It's the new year. What, not necessarily resolutions. You can you can send me your resolutions if you want to. I'm curious, but I'm more curious. What do you want us to do better? Suggestions. Yeah, brand new year. We're open. We'll take ideas. We will work on executing them if they make sense. We're gonna mention the audio interface again because Matt and I have forgotten the last four weeks mm-hmm. since we brought it up to ourselves. Um. But yeah, if there's anything you would like to see us do, content-wise, segments, different shit, do you want another show? Do you want an entirely different show where Matt and I just ramble on about bullshit? Um, we can do longer anything. shows, shorter shows. Yeah, do you want shorter shows? Do you only want? Um, do you want ten minute snippets? We can do a ten minute blitz run. More news that's shorter, less news that's longer. Any combination of the two? I'm trying to think of uh, what pack else. it up and go home. <laughs> <laughs> Not a suggestion that will probably be stop, listened to, but stop wasting your time and money. <laughs> um, gameplay. Game, Tried that yeah. before. Gameplay um, videos, whiteboards, whiteboards, of uh, actual camera that involves a whiteboard. String theory. Um. Us to get into random topics. Soundboards. 
yeah, just so you can play clips of me saying horribly out of context things. No, thank you. But we'll listen. <laughs> That's it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.